What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the RMR Podcast, a special podcast at that. We are coming live from the Mass Grass Mecan 2023 Boston after party. How are you living today, Joey? Man, I'm doing well. I'm super high. I've been drinking weed. I've been smoking weed. I've been dabbing weed. And I ate a bunch of non-infused gummies. Well, when in Boston... When in Boston, you eat non-infused gummies at conventions, lobster rolls, and when you hang out with the homies, you also eat really wonderful Italian food. Yeah, great food out here, great culture. This is the, the third RMR trip out to, out to Massachusetts, Grassachusetts. Um, so it's been tight, you know, being able to watch the market develop over the last three years compared to what we saw on the West Coast. Um, we were just out here a couple months ago for Boston Cannabis Week. We're out here this week, obviously, for Nikan. This Mass Grass After Party, which is the official launch of Quick Liquids, now in Massachusetts. The Jeffrey online today. Stickered up, compliant, so you know it's real. Real deal. And then, you know, Quick Liquids also available in other markets, but, you know, the Massachusetts. And then, uh, you know, a special RMR episode also powered by Orange Photonics, you know, helping bring us out here, not just only to Nikan, but checking out more of the Massachusetts market. Big shout out to Orange Photonics, the Light Lab, super cool, uh, incredibly impactful, um, and a really efficient, and like, call a surprisingly efficient, like, and accurate testing, like, thing. I, I didn't doubt it, but I don't know enough about science. And, like, it was super cool to watch it perform magic in 15 minutes. And, right. yeah, we got to, yesterday, obviously, we got to drive around and see a couple places. And we got to talk to some of their customers and how they use it. And, you know, you and I, obviously, being in the wholesale business ourselves of cannabis, uh, you know, understand the value in that standpoint of being able to test some stuff in the field on the fly and understand if it's something you want to buy or what price you're willing to pay for it. Because ultimately, you you and I know it's what it looks like. It's what it's called. It's what if it is what it really is what it's called. But then there's also test results around numerous things that factor into what a product can be used for or made into, and what degree it's going to sell into what customer. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, the light box, the light lab, it's super cool. I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a believer. The quick. The Quick Liquids team, specifically the Quick Drops product, I have been drinking it and using it at night. To be honest, while I've been here, I've been putting it in my tea late in the evening, and I don't normally sleep well in hotels, and it has definitely been uh, taking the edge off. Uh, so big shout out to Blake and his team for this product, and, and, and big congratulations to their launch here in Massachusetts. And the Jeffrey. This the is Jeffrey. 1,000 milligram. One to one. Yeah, what's up? Are we drinking it right here together? And we're doing THC, we're the whole thing? THC CBG, I'll, I'll CBN, CBDA, made with Blue Dream terpenes. And so it's fast acting. You know what I'm saying? Quick liquids. It's getting you quick. It's, it's, uh, it's you know what I'm saying? Activated, quick activation, quick onset time. But it's also a ton of minor cannabinoids. And so apparently you're about to do the little one, two... Three, four, five, six, seven. Is that seven joints? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, we're gonna do it. That's nine joints in one hand. Is it nine? I, think I was that's... going for ten, 
Well, all right. Then I gotta. I'll spark up. Uh, oh, yours gives us ten. Yours gives us ten. I will round it out. We will spark. We're, right now, if you're not watching and just listening, imagine us sparking ten joints at once between the two of us, and I'm only smoking one. <laughs> So, I'll get so Joey is a guy smoking nine joints at once. Apparently, been, apparently, apparently, he's okay with being that guy. Well, I'm smoking this fine hand-rolled weed from Maine with some live resin in it. What's it, is that all one strain, or is that nine different strains? It's nine different strains? Mm -hmm. He can't talk because he's got five it's, of the nine joints in his mouth. It's nine different strains. I think I'm going to just have to smoke three <laughs> at a time just because I don't got big enough hands at the end of the day. I don't got, I don't got big enough hands and a big enough mouth. I wouldn't be able well, to this tastes great. What is that? Here. No, here, hit these three. Yeah, the Massachusetts weed has gotten significantly better. Just that's, that's from Maine. This is from Maine? Yeah. Okay, well, going back to what I'm smoking in my left and right hand and now your hand, the, the cannabis in Mass has gotten significantly better since the last time we were here. The genetic offerings, um, the growing, it's, it's just very impressive. This here in my hand from Maine, you said it's got some live resin inside of it? I mean, we're smoking like we smoke at home, and I got, that's to me is something just to be excited about. The fact that you can go coast to coast and be treated like you're in Seattle, San Francisco, L.A., Portland. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, good weed is popping up everywhere. And so for people out there that say there's no good weed in Massachusetts, you're not smoking right. There's good weed out here. Like you said, a lot of the weed I've seen this trip has gotten much better since three years ago on average. River Run Gardens, who you're smoking on, obviously has some good weed. We checked out Trade Roots yesterday. They had some great weed. Theory Wellness, we have not tried their weed, but it, in theory, is great because it, <laughs> play on words, uh, it looked great in the grow. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the, the, the Theory Wellness products definitely looked attractive. We, <coughs> I'm honestly most excited to try their soda lines. That Mr. Piff. And yeah, that looked that looked like it was gonna be a potential real deal. So they're stepping we're up. Share, we're, we're gonna share the joints to the people. And one, since I'm incapable of smoking all nine at once. And the one thing that I I notice has came up, or has not changed, is the majority of the bud tenders out here <laughs> are not the greatest bud tenders. But I get that they're. Average consumer, well, you dropped it as you put it back on. Um, you know, they don't get a lot of great consumers asking great questions that really nerd out. But also, I don't know if it's due to regulation or not, but these employees are not smoking enough of the products that I are at their facility, which is really weird. You should have smoked. I mean, in, in Washington, they say, or West Coast, they say there's an average of 600 SKUs on the shelves, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get it. The bud tenders probably have not tried 600 products that month you know but 
there's somebody in there that has tried or has a very good inclination over all of the most fire products in there. And out here, you see a lot of people, doesn't matter how many products are on the shelf, they haven't significantly tried less, they have hardly tried any of them. And I don't know if stores are prioritizing hiring, like work experience, or I don't know, not cannabis experience, but they're clearly not even experienced in the products in their store, which is a big issue. Or maybe it's cost-wise. Maybe they don't get samples like they do on the West Coast. I don't know. But these bud tenders are not educated because they haven't tried the product, and it is difficult buying weed at a store. It is In these newer markets, it's clear why people linger on the traditional market, why they linger in buying weed from the legacy markets. And yeah, it definitely comes down to they just get comfortable in their ways and convenience and the product offering. It just is very simple about what people realistically want. And oh, hey, man, this is crazy right now. Is Montel Williams in the building? Montel Williams is in the building. Montel Williams in the building. Hey, that was. Hey, that's Montel Williams. That's crazy. Shout out. Shout out Montel because we knew he was getting high way back in the day. And he was, he, I, like, to be honest, Montel was the first mainstream celebrity that we knew smoked weed but wasn't viewed at in a negative light due to smoking weed that I can recall. I the didn't know that he smoked weed, but as soon as he stood over there, I was like, damn, why does that look like Montel Williams? I, and then I, it was. I'm pretty sure he was a legitimate early medical patient, so when people are like, oh, Montel smoked weed, you're like, oh, I mean, he's medical. You know that what I mean? Sense. So, But anyways, he was really... Because when I learned he smoked weed, I was like, word? And then when I learned that other people knew he smoked weed, there was no outrage over it. I was like, word. Wow. Well, shout out, Montel, for pulling up on the Mass Grass 2023 mixer here. An unofficial after party, Nikan. Big shout out to Nikan and the fam for having, you know, for, for allowing us to come through his press and do what we do to showcase the culture. We really appreciate Massachusetts as a whole and their industry for opening up the doors to us. It's been uh, it's been a wild ride in Mass. Great, great community here. Yeah, and, uh, it's great building we, out here. We've Don't been to a couple grows. We've been to some facilities. You know, Mitch, the question we still get asked all the time is who's got the best? And, you know, these a lot of these companies are making it hard. They're getting better. They're closing the gap. They're closing the gap. We're yeah. smoking on some joints. Yeah, shout out Maine. We're smoking on some United Cultivation live on camera right now. I smoked six of these joints, kind of. But they're fire. I'm honestly sitting here right now, and I'm definitely, there's a good taste in my mouth. And I'm high. The Maine is doing right, though. The Maine is doing you right. Out, shout out Maine. I know we're in Massachusetts, but... Maine does weed right. For anyone on the West Coast, again, that says there's no good weed on the East Coast, you haven't been to Maine yet. They're smoking on some kill up there. For a second, we had the Cali out, but some people pulled out the pack. River Run Gardens pulled up. United Cultivation pulled out the joints, and they were like, yo, see what's good. Smoking. Trade roots. <coughs> I got this. Uh, uh, I got the Canagar. Yamna. Come on, man. Look. Got the Canagar. Ooh-wee. Let's go. Massachusetts Premier Canagar. Premier Canagar. 
taking the title. Crazy, handmade. Yamna. I am a. I'm a little lit off the quick drops, man. You think so? I think the quick drops are getting to me. But I've had a lot of the cups s- over there. You smoking on the you smoking on the live resin though. Yeah, I mean it might be the live resin too at the same time. So so Nikan, you walked the floor, you did interviews today. Who are the interviews that you did today? Um so we talked to James uh, from Berkshire Roots, Tommy from Heavy Metal, um, Hope Marion, you know, the consultant, the Swiss Army knife. Uh I'm trying to think of who else we got out there. Oh, Eddie from Lobo. Yep, shout out Lobo for pulling you up know? on us. And so New York, New Jersey. We got a, yeah, we got a lot of guests lined up for the rest of the week. A lot of that content will be coming out. That'll be cool. I always enjoy learning. You know, that's the best part about interviewing folks. You get to learn a little bit. Pick up some game, pick up some knowledge from some people that know what the fuck they're talking about. Bro, there was there was a lot of exciting stuff. I came across this brand out there today that had the sun grown indoor. They had the sun grown indoor, and they had this new system <coughs> that doesn't use <coughs> outside air at all. So it had this like they basically build an indoor grow inside a greenhouse with certain various types of like insulation and layering. And the way that they wire it and all that is it just, they can control the climate and the air. They can use sun, but they also can use regular lighting, you know, to uh, in that environment. It's just, it was pretty crazy. Sun grown indoor. I've yeah. heard people claim that. I, I think, thought it was bullshit. But and then he pulled it out and it looked like quadruple A depths. Official. It looked like some depths that passes indoor for sure. It looked official, yeah. Well, first, first, first day, first Nikon, Nikon. Where do you think the the Massachusetts market's at? Obviously, the price compression. There's a lot of doom and gloom online, but what, what's the vibe check? What, what what were people feeling like on day one? But people are trying to stay ahead. Thank you. People are trying to stay ahead of the market compressing on itself they know that it's happening the pound prices are not what it used to be there's less people with money buying weed you know like they hear it they feel it it's all everyone's kind of talking about at the back you know they say a couple positive what's up what's up and then like the first thing that they transition to is some shit about that right and like it's definitely people are really feeling feeling like they're feeling it hard but I don't really have we don't, we don't have the solution. The market, the economy has just got to kind of bounce back. People got to get money and spend money, right, for, for it to happen, right? I mean, you got to get creative. Like You got to win. You got to connect with your people. You got to find ways to get a hold of people consistently. got to meet new people. could be at the clubs. It could be at the, you know, the uh, bars, a cafe. could be all kinds of different, like, places, but... We just don't see a lot of people putting much effort into anything except for Instagram. Yeah, and I mean, it's weed is supply and demand, you know, just like everything else. It's driven by supply and demand. Every single state, as supply goes crazy, you know, even if demand increases, supply doesn't, you know, greatly increases that, and we see the price compression. This is the basic economics. We've seen it happen in every single market. Yeah. 
every single market. And I'm always surprised that people are surprised when it happens. I almost hate it when people are surprised when it happens because <laughs> history just repeats itself over and over. But at least while I'm out here, I, I think there's a lot of people that are happy. And I don't know, maybe if I was local to the area, I'd say a lot of it was people putting on a mask, you know, getting caught up in the dick swinging contest that such is trade shows and events bring out uh, of who's sponsoring what and who's got what presence. But some of it might actually be because people are, like you said, really trying to win, trying to get aggressive. When markets shift, that's where there's opportunity. And even in a downturn, you know, a downturn is what people would call the current market. I believe the overall numbers are increasing, which is the most wild thing. When you look at cannabis sales overall, I believe those are increasing year over year. It's just, you know, profitability is dropping. How many companies are profitable are dropping. But the market is overall money is coming in. Yeah. And so for cannabis companies out there, they either got to figure out a way to make that shit happen or they don't. And it's just what every other business have, has. And it's sad for farmers and stuff, the margins, 100%, you know. But I don't know. Same thing we see out here. We've seen other places. Some people, some great people are going to go out of business. It's just it is what it is. And some great people They're are going to win. They're not going to go out of business. They're just going to keep doing what they do on the other side, right? They're going to figure something else out, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's a shame. There's some there's some good growers. I know some good growers that grew for a long time that are no that are not a part of the legal industry, and it's not because of a lack of effort. And that yeah. is sad. That's truly sad because they were supplying good weed for a long time, and the fact that that can't be valued in this space is that's sad. Shout out to the legacy operators out there who put it who, who put people on. To grew good weed, stay committed to it. Facts, but the market at the end of the day, market's gonna be the market, bro. And it's not the market's not a person. You know, it's a, it's the sum of a lot of people, and it's gonna reject certain things. It's gonna accept certain things for a multitude of reasons. And people gotta just give themselves a chance to be one of those things for one of those reasons. And multiple and multiple times all over the place. I saw Kana today from another market. I saw, uh, uh, who else did we see from other states? Old Pals from other states. I saw Toast. Uh, Heisman. Heisman obviously. from another state, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there, uh, multi-state brands. Now, the East Coast has been active for, gosh, you know, it seems like damn near a decade. And, and it's, really, it's really cool to see that the growth, I mean... I mean, this is, this is just one event right now among many at this exact yeah. moment here in Boston. Um, there's all kinds of cool people and brands connecting and uniting and mingling and, and, and uh, trying to make a make you know fi figure out how to wiggle and move right now. It's really it's really exciting. There's definitely a buzz still here right now. I mean, shit, dude, Big Montel's buzz. here. Like, you know, I, mean, I heard Kevin Garnett's in the space, right? And, and I'm Paul Pierce is in the space. I'm impressed that a regional event like this started in 2014 in the East Coast for legal cannabis for NECAN. That's impressive. The fact that they've been around since 2014 is also super impressive. And so to see a, a conference be able to stay like that and grow that's a regional basis, that's, I don't know, that's pretty special. Shout out NECAN. And like you said, there's five, six after parties and happy hours tonight off of a regional conference. That's crazy. That's reach. Your conference is yeah, so big, it's a, building I mean, other events. How many parties are there? How many different brands are doing it? From how many different places? 
are those brands operating in? Like, it's truly, uh, this is a, truly an impactful regional, um, you know, convention weekend, really, really putting on for a big way for the little guys, uh, the big craft, all, all of them. This is a huge, this is a huge opportunity. To see the impact of this is definitely undeniable now. Absolutely. Shout out to Nikan, killing it. Shout out to Nikan. Shout out to Quick Liquids and the Quick Drops for getting as high as shit. Okay. Well, he said $4,000 bomb. Sovereignty bombs. Sovereignty bombs. There's, there's a Sasquatch right here. There's hey, Sasquatch. Devin. Devin. The Quick Liquid Sasquatch in the building. In That's the building. Crazy. Look at that guy. He is in the building. Wow. They got a real Sasquatch in here. I never felt more Seattle in my life. Yeah, this the, is the, crazy the, the Sonics are back. Shout out Massachusetts for fireweed today. I saw really impressive rosin today. Like really stupid oh, impressive rosin today. There's definitely extremely fire craft weed out here. Still for sure. That rosin... But you, is that the rosin right there? Yeah, that shit's crazy. Smoking local rosin. Wow. Yeah, look at that. Fire. Fire. It's all right. It's all right. Oh, you're all right. You would know smoke. a good rosin. I don't smoke rosin. Crushing. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. We got it. We got to give Rolling Relief the shout out. You know what I'm saying. Out out here, Boston delivery, cannabis delivery, just started operating two weeks ago. Yeah. Do you want? Should we start popping some guests on or what? Yeah, we can pop. Hey, you ready? You ready to pop on? You ready to pop on? Yeah. All right, y'all. We got a we got a very special guest. He's been. He's been making moves, leading the path, blazing the trail, smoking fire. And as of a week ago, he's been delivering fire cannabis in Massachusetts straight to your motherfucking house. We got Devin Alexander from Rolling Relief Delivery. Let's go. And I'm going to sign off. So I love you all. Man, so we're checking out Mass Grass After Party, United Cultivation, Orange Photonics. Uh, quick liquids out here in Massachusetts, Grassachusetts. Devin, hey. Ale De Devin Alexander, Rolling Relief, man. It was all good just two weeks ago, and now you're deep in it, bro. How's it feel to be online? It feels good, man. You know, I've been working towards it for three years. Now it's finally here. It kind of seems a little surreal, but, you know, we're just trying to soak it all in, take it one day at a time. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So, how, I mean, honestly, so you were out here campaigning to make way for the law, the 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 license type that you now have and then have been fighting for two three years to get that online just going through the hoops and, and everything and and uh what have you been learning along the way about this game man trying to get all this paperwork and everything you know into this legal market man uh, i've learned that i have a lot left to learn you know i thought i knew a lot at the beginning of this process i thought i was all this and all that but I've been humbled by the process, like so many other entrepreneurs, and I realize how much more I just have to keep on learning. And you know, I'm always going to be a student of the game. Um, it's a dirty game, that's a damn sure. The the legal game is even dirtier than the street <laughs> game, believe it or not. You know, get to certain things you can't do in this legal game that 
if it occurred in the street, like, it, it wouldn't be in such situations. But, you know, that's the whole point of being a professional, being, you know, an executive. You just gotta learn as you go. You know, I feel like the best way to learn something is actually through doing it. Um, you can read all the books you want. You can go watch all the webinars. But until you actually do it and go through the process, I, mean, I find that to be the best way that we've learned a lot of different things. Yeah, you got to you got to fall on your face and then you got to feel what the winds really feel like, man, to, to, to get the, the wind in your wings. Uh, but being someone that, you know, obviously you're from out here. You, you, you know, you were moving around before it was adult use and then now being involved in adult use, you know, and I know you've been involved in that in various capacities. What is like the state of cannabis out here? You, how, how much people from out here, how much do you think of them shop in the regulated market versus outside the regulated market? And, and what is their feelings towards the regulated market? Well, it's crazy because a lot of the customers that will go into the regulated market here in Massachusetts were out-of-state customers, such as Connecticut, Rhode Island, Vermont, all the surrounding states. But now every state, except for New Hampshire, is legalized in Massachusetts. So you start to see you know, the more educated consumer now. Uh, people are definitely starting to ask, you know, what are terpenes? What kind of terpene profile does this particular um, strain have? And people weren't asking those questions even three years ago. So you're starting to see the evolution of the educated consumer in Massachusetts. And along with that also comes brand recognition, right? So you can see the popular brands out here like Harbor House Collective, Fernway, all the popular local brands. And people are starting to recognize those. And people are starting to ask for those at their dispensaries. Um, you know, the legacy market's not going anywhere and it's never going to go anywhere. And the quicker people realize that, the better off they're going to be. But, you know, you have to lower the barrier to entry if you want to truly, you know, eliminate the illicit market. Um, but in terms of, like, the consumer standpoint, it's crazy because, like, there's some stores out here in Massachusetts where it's become so saturated that their prices are beating those prices on the legacy market. And I think that was a main goal when people, you know, legalized it. That they, that's what they wanted to see. Shit, I gotta pass this weed to you, man. I've been I've been over here camping on it, camping on the live resin. No, no, appreciate you sharing that insight, man, because it's definitely it's definitely interesting. You you hear a mix of opinions, obviously coming from the West Coast. You know, uh, you know we're we're synonymous with cannabis, right? Like the one the word West Coast is, you know, a synonym of that is cannabis to an extent, right? Within sure. within culture. And so it's so ingrained in what we do. And I think when we think about the East Coast not being from out here, you traditionally think of, you know, less quality weed, things like that. But I know coming out here, you know, through some people you've pointed us to and even showing regionally out here that there's, you know, that there's not only fire out here, but there's always fire that's been out here. And even fire that's been from out here. It's just obviously you got to know who you got to know. No, 100%. Like even just today, this event, you know, this homie I've been chopping it up with over Instagram for two years just met for the first time in person today and he showed me some of his homegrown some of his rosin that he made I was like oh my god man you know what I'm saying but I was like they put they put the barrier to entry so high so people like him can't go and bring that to the market and show the consumer what good products are it's the opposite in Maine you know they have caregivers so like people can straight up just grow their own weed and sell it right to the dispos and like it just gets lit that's how it should, that's true craft like a farmer's market that's really what it should be yeah. like so small craft growers can just go somewhere on like a Saturday afternoon just have their stands and just straight sell out of their stands and just show people what they've been working on and what all different genetics and 
That's my dream, right? One day, eventually. And this is the crazy thing. When you when you start talking like that, the MSOs get nervous, right? Because that's not what they want, right? That's the anti, the, the, the open market, right? The low barrier to entry is a threat to the business model. But in my opinion, if we look at it like we look at music, right, is another game that I, that I come from. It's like the open market breeds the opportunity for the new star, the next star to come. And if you're a big company and you have the machine and the money, you just have to invest in the right stars and the right partnerships, right? Which is, but that's a much more community and culture-driven, a collaborative, you know, aspect where both sides have to be winning, otherwise deals aren't being done. And we're not seeing a lot of that. So we're starting to see collaborations, obviously celebrities and things like that. But is there any out here, larger scale companies that are also collaborating with local? entities that have been of notice that you've noticed uh not really honestly not, uh, they could be but i just can't really think of any of that that jump out to mind right now but um collaboration is key and collaboration was going to be driving the market forward um most of the bigger name companies out here are collaborating with celebrities you know there's not really too many local collaborations uh, you know uh, Montel Williams standing like 10 feet away from me right now. <laughs> Sounds crazy. <laughs> Just seeing everything um, transpire the way it has. You know, obviously, Paul Pierce is a big local guy out here, but even that, he, Paul Pierce has been partnered with a local company to bring his product to the market. Um, Al Harrington, Viola, will have a white label deal, but he's not partnering with any local guys. Um, I think we really need to see more of that. David Ortiz didn't partner with a local guy either. Um, so I'm actually glad that you brought that up because that's been something that I've actually been wanting to speak on and talk about. You know, who knows the market and the consumers better than the locals? Uh, you're going to partner with somebody that's clearly out of touch. That just makes no sense to me. But hey, money talks at the end of the day, so I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. If, if you're a celebrity, your job is getting paid off your likeness and you're going for the biggest check. I get that, but it definitely, it, it's weird to see the lack, like, so much in this space, uh, there's the friction between culture and corporate, and on the corporate side, like, they, I don't know, the culture should just be viewed as a collaborative thing, rather than something they're scared or threatened of, you know, because that's where it comes from, again, if we look at music or anything else, that's where the talent is brewed at. You know, you want the growers. I mean, they're obviously getting growers from that, but there's a lack of when it comes to brand, which obviously leads to equity, brand equity. You know, we don't see a lot of collaboration in that standpoint between big companies and localized people. And I don't get it. I don't know. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, there is a lot of divisiveness right now, and I think that's where we really need to start is breaking down those barriers as well. Uh, we all want the same thing at the end of the day. You know? and, uh, we really can really help each other but there's just been so much shadiness and so much backstabbing that you know people have become so weary and just the trust just isn't there anymore but people someone needs to be the people that can show them that you know this can work but you know um, it's a two-way street right facts. You know, takes. facts man so as a massachusetts resident and consumer what are some of your favorite brands either to work with or to consume out here uh, River on Gardens, micro-business out of Newburyport. That Project Z is one of my favorite strains out in the market right now. Um, the Fresh Connection Boston uh, down out of Fitchburg. They're putting out some heat. 
uh, Harbor House Collective out of Chelsea is putting out some gas. Trade Roots out of Wareham, one of my favorite just people in general, um, is also putting out good products as well. Coast Cannabis out of Wareham, uh, the first woman-owned product manufacturer in the state of Massachusetts. I could go on, but yeah, those are the ones that are really killing it right now and that really stand out and um, that I love having on my menu and love bringing to people. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Those are some people you put us on to all those, and I'm definitely vibing with, you know, like I said, River One's probably my favorite weed I found out here. You put us on to that early. Coast, I feel like everybody loves Coast, and they make some great products. Pouring up on the, the double quick liquids. I can't, I, I gotta stay away from the, the edibles, but we're drinking the quick liquids. I don't even drink caffeine, but I need some no, caffeine. me neither, bro. I guess why the quick liquid—it's the first night you guys flew in. You shot that shit, you put it in the water, and that shit got me. So I gotta stay away. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta stay away. Gotta, I gotta be on my game. Now. That's what this is, but it's, but it's only <laughs> I think two milligrams or three or four in this drink. So it's a low. I mean, you can make it. Yeah, you know, I'm good on that. It's mm. early. It is. It is very early. I don't know how you guys are three year, three hours behind us, and I feel like you guys are three hours ahead of us, man. I'm tired out here. Yeah. Got me drinking Sam Adams and fucking eating edibles, man. You need to get you a lobster roll, my boy. I know. That's got to happen. That's got to happen. Man. All right. So best lobster roll in Boston. Where, where you go? Uh, man, that's a tough one. You can go... Um Right down on the seafood, actually. <laughs> uh, barking crab. Barking crab. Bar- barking crab down on the seaport. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind. I'm like, hold on, what the hell's it called? I didn't want to be no generic bullshit like legal seafood like that. Yeah, I want like need some hometown true shit. No chain restaurant. I fuck with that, but I also will co-sign the legal seafood one is legit too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let the people know the hidden gems. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's fire, man. That's fire. Yeah, the lobster rolls are crazy. That's definitely what I recommend out here. And what about what about oysters, man? Because coming from the West Coast, we do oysters. But every time I'm they they offer me them, I'm like, man, I'm from the West Coast. I don't want y'all people get offended, man. Yeah. Is, is that are you guys prideful about the oysters out here? Um, people in Boston are prideful about a lot of things. Definitely seafood. All right. uh, I'm not the biggest seafood guy, but uh, Union Oyster House over um, by Haymarket is where a lot of people go and check that out. Same thing, fried clams, you got a whole bunch of all that at the fish and chips. Um, I'm really I'm really big on barbecue, but it's not too many crazy barbecue joints around here. So I wish, you know, it was down like you go down south, it's like right in the gas station, yeah, it's the yeah. most fire barbecue you ever Absolutely. see. I'm like, oh my god, that's wild. Um, but you know, uh, thank God for the North End though. You know they have fire ass Italian food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out the North End, man. They definitely have you know, you put us on to some, some pasta, some gas the other day. Gas in the in the food form. Uh, you know, being a local, you know, taking it back to Nikan, man, like you've been you've been around this conference for a while. How how big is it like grown over these last few years? Oh my god, substantially. Um, this is definitely the biggest conference that has ever been. Um, every booth has been sold out fast. And it really just shows uh, the maturation of the Massachusetts market and uh, where we are right now. I remember when I started coming in 2015, that was before we legalized for adult use. So, you know, it wasn't as widely accepted 
at all yet. But now, like you see all different walks of life walking the expo floor before. It was only known by like a select few. It was a very esoteric crowd. Um, so now, just to see where it has been into where it is now, uh, it's definitely. It's fair to say it's probably like the MJ biz of the East Coast for sure, hundred percent now. So you feel like, yeah, I mean, I definitely felt like I met a lot of people, not just from Massachusetts, but New Jersey. Yeah. Like, it was a decent mix of just people in cannabis. And it never used to be like that. It always used to be just like New Englanders. You know, that's what me can, right? You know, yeah. New England cannabis. But, you know, to see people coming out, flying from California just to throw after parties, I mean, that's, that just speaks to it right there. Yeah, 100%. You know, not too many other spots be doing that. Uh, and it's great, you know. I don't gotta have, rent a hotel, catch a flight anywhere. I can just drive twenty, <laughs> drive twenty minutes away, be right back in my crib, go to bed. So you know, I love it. But it is definitely, it was my first conference I ever went to, um, and it really helped just grow my knowledge of the industry, and it's helped grow my network too. Yeah. So it's definitely, if you're a first timer um, around the area, and you want to learn. This is a can't miss, you know, conference, can't miss event, hundred percent. Oh, certainly, man. It's definitely, you know, it felt like that's what people said it was. So we, we wanted to come out here, I think, a year or two ago. Just didn't make it happen. And so glad to finally make it happen for this one. Um, and then, you know, taking it back to Rolling and Relief, man, where are all you guys delivering at right now? Where can people, you know, get get that get that issue? Where where can they find the menu? www.rollingrelief, relief, R-E-L-E-A-F dot org. We're based in Newton, Massachusetts, and we deliver within a 20-mile radius, which is the greater Boston area, you know, my hometown of Quincy, Mass, Cambridge, Somerville, Alston, Brighton, Waltham, Watertown, Belmont, Arlington, Natick, Framingham, you know, we're all around there, you know, so, you know, look us up, we're putting the weed on wheels, bringing it right to your front door. Hell yeah, man, that's what's up. That's what's up. Getting, getting, getting online in the local area, um, that's got to feel good, bro, to come from. I know because you were arrested for cannabis possession, right? Correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, in the same area you're now? Yeah, in the same. Selling weed at. Exactly, the same streets. You know, being able to sell weed legally on the same streets I got arrested for selling weed. And it's crazy. You know, I, I, um, I feel like a broken record sometimes because it's like I've done so many podcasts and interviews by this point in time. But, I mean, like, people... Used to say I was the worst person around. Now I'm a bright young entrepreneur. You know, I'm nominated for awards. You know, yeah, yeah. There's, there's an award show tonight at 7 p.m. I'm nominated for Actress of the Year and Young Entrepreneur of the Year again. Um, so it's just great just to be recognized, just um, for doing something that I'm passionate about, something that I love. You know, I've never switched up once these past years. I never been like, oh shit, I got rest through the weed. I fucked up a lot of things on me. You know, stay away from that and try something else. No, I knew even though you know. At that point in time, it seemed like I should, you know, stray away from it because of how much, you know, issues that it caused at that particular True. point in time. I didn't let any of that deter me or my love for the plant. And I just kept at it, kept at it and knew this is the way I wanted to go. I didn't even envision that. Even when I became a bud tender at first, I never had any ideas or thoughts of owning my own business. I was just happy to come to work every day and sell weed legally and not get in trouble for it in my hometown. That was crazy, crazy, absolutely insane. You know, we'd have police detail and they would come in and use the bathroom sometime while I'm literally, you know, selling weed in front of the same cops that arrested me. Like, it's fucking wild. Um, but now, as like an ownership standpoint, like, it was really just seeing what went on behind the scenes and seeing people who were calling the shots not really know what the fuck they're doing. You know, that, gave, that gave me a lot of confidence. So I was like, all right. 
these people these people don't know what the hell they're doing you know I'm more passionate than these people I can go off and do this on my own and really you know with the help of the community and just other shit like that which really helped bring it all together so it's a trip man um, but it feels like we're back at square one now yeah, yeah. we did all that work it's like it's like going like the biggest baddest eighth grader to being like freshman in high school all over again now you start <laughs> now you starting over you know everything's fresh yeah. everything's new so you know but you know that's what really sparks my creativity and really gets me up and going you know yeah. um, being comfortable leads to stagnation so you gotta be outside your comfort zone if you really wanna reach the point of where you wanna get to yeah, no, and for you, right, your journey forced you on kind of the activism route, right? It wasn't necessarily, like, out of activism, right? It was just trying to pursue what yeah, you wanted to do. It just, like, forced man. it. Like, I'm a, I'm a pothead, first and foremost. Um, <laughs> I went from being a pothead to a bud tender to an activist to a CEO. Like, it's all because of weed, man. Journey. Like, I never had... If you told me, like, when I was in high school, I'd be doing public speaking and getting up in front of people and doing that. Like, yeah, I was the shyest person growing up. Like, the only reason why I know so many people is because I stayed in the same place at the same time. Like, I lived in Quincy, Mass. my whole life, and I was always the kid who had weed. So that's the reason why I know so many people I did. Like, but if I was moving around, like, I was, I I never would have known half the people I know because I was just so quiet. But, you know, you just one thing leads to another um, and when you're passionate about something you know you just find the words because I like I can get up in front of people no problem room full of people and just talk about weed the whole time but if it was anything else I'd be like <laughs> but it's wild man you know just being a cannabis entrepreneur just the things that I've learned along the way public speaking you know the activism piece the politics piece yeah. um, architecture just so many things, commercial real estate, things that I would have no idea about if I didn't start doing all this. So it's been a wild time, man, and I'm just here for it, and I'm just ready to keep it on rolling. Hell yeah, weed paving the way. All right, man. Well, Devin Alexander, CEO, Rolling Relief, man. Appreciate you for chopping it up with us at, at hey. Meekin, bro. Yeah, thank you for coming out, bro. Always good to chop it up with y'all. 100. What's going on, guys? Mitch from RespectMerchant.com. We're coming back from the Mass Grass Nikan 2023 after party. I'm with Matt Besson, product manager. Product manufacturer. Product manufacturer, United Cultivation. Sorry, I had a hard time giving this man a title because what doesn't he do, man? What doesn't he do? I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, man. Well, break break it down for me. United Cultivation, man. What, what, what are you guys? What are you guys doing? What, what's the plan in the market? Yeah, no, so we're, uh, so we're getting started. So they've been open uh, in Ashby, Mass., so kind of north-central Mass., uh, north of Pittsburgh by five, ten minutes. Uh, so up there, that's going to be like our headquarters. So we got uh, vertically integrated there. So we've been open retail almost two years now. Okay. Um, our whole crew has been together. We actually worked at another place before. Uh, and then Chris Stevenson, the main guy uh, on the cannabis world, um, he uh, he kind of brought us all in. So we've been open for retail, kind of joke we can like stack with managers, right? So we've had a bunch of us just running that one retail, and then we did our first grow last year. Been slowly building out manufacturing. I keep saying four months. I really think four months this time. We're getting close. Uh, and then um, we have two more retails coming out. Okay. So uh, so the two retail stores really where we can like then spread out manufacturing will come on all our like sales and distribution plans all that stuff will start coming and then then we can really build on the ashby place which is 150 acres which is kind of the cool fun and out there you guys are doing an outdoor growth correct 
Yep, yeah, started with an outdoor grow. We have an indoor license as well, um, but just started with outdoor because that's going to supply a lot of the manufacturing for me. Um, and then we'll do indoor uh, eventually as well, but obviously watching the market right now. We're actually, Chris, who I'd love for you to chat with, he's, uh, he's just been talking to all the farmers, you know, from yeah. the start because he's always wanted to have, like, the freshest, the newest stuff kind of coming on. And now so many are coming online and they can't get shelf space. You know what I mean? And so he's been talking to them. And so now the way our menu goes, instead of just relabeling, putting our logo on it and saying, oh, here's ours, we take that, we say curated by United Cultivation and then feature the grower. So it's like grown by Fresh Connection, curated by United Cultivation. So we're trying to get them more shelf space and then that'll be part of our like sales and kind of growing through too, you know? So this almost like distribution model in there to get help get you know, move inventory right well right because a lot of the small farmers you know that's our like they, they had just cultivation right and so they were planning on some different different numbers from a few years ago you know and and now everyone's kind of like consolidating so trying to get new brands is even harder to get shelf space so but now if you get the right person connecting it bring a bunch of small farms together and be like yo I know you get all your trains from this MSO, but, and not that all MSOs are bad, right? But whatever. So, but here, here's a whole group of small local farmers that you don't find on every shelf yeah. out there. And we're bringing it to you at a good competitive price. So you don't need that MSO just to get your rock bottom eighth, you know? Right, right. So, it means it's localizing. It's taking it from something where there's not a bunch of differentiation between things that are all grown and made in the exact same location versus a, a portfolio. A portfolio of play things that are grown in yeah. a portfolio okay. of places, right? Right. It's more exactly. than one spot. Exactly. Um, so then, obviously, a big, a big part of this launch around Nikan is being involved with, you know, Quick Drops, yep, yep. the Quick Liquids crew, man. So we got, you know, we got the Jeffrey. I know you guys are going to be manufacturing this in-house here shortly, but helped get them online out here. Uh, what's your excitement around this product? I've been talking to, to Blake and Michael for a long time, man. So because with our whole space there, I'll make stuff for our dispensaries, but we're going to be setting up as a co-packer, co-manufacturer, you know. So um, so the whole goal has been how do we start creating ingredients, a baseline for, for people. So Quick Drops is great. So we're going to be the exclusive provider here in the state, but not just the only one using it. We're going to help wholesale it. Certain other people are going to mix it, use the ingredients, you know. So we already have a few partners here. One helped us get this launched before my, my manufacturing is open. Uh, and we're already talking to a few others, like especially stuff like RSO and different stuff that you can't just use typical emulsions on. Uh, Quick Liquids is a great answer for it. So we're helping to promote Quick Liquids, not just the Quick Drops, but Quick Liquids as the ingredient and, you know, fast-acting, quick-acting um, option. So then that that also creates that avenue where you guys, United Cultivation, can help other beverages come to market and other brands oh, yeah. come to life. Yeah, a thousand percent. We'll, we'll do our own brands, but the goal is to be be part of the infrastructure, right? Because that's like what's lacking in most cannabis space as it gets going. Infrastructure, not only on like distribution, but ability to can to have an idea and not have to go build it from scratch, right? Like that's what people keep doing and clamoring to do. In the beginning, at least in this state, I don't know, like when recreation came on, all the medicals had to be vertically integrated. So they were the first ones to be able to get those licenses and they already had the market cornered, right? They, it wasn't a huge benefit for them to 
start bringing all these other brands in, so they kind of just pumped their own and did it. Um, but, you know, they had their own infrastructure, everyone else had to start building it for themselves. So that's what we can do on this land and this property is really start building that. So like, so like once we build our Max Grow or our Max Manufacturing, we can go build another building and or another field, rock it out to like 10 different micro licenses. You know what I mean? So yeah. it doesn't have to be our product. We can really keep building, uh, not only for Massachusetts, but then eventually whenever federal comes, which is not going to be quick. It's going to be a while. Uh, but when that does happen, I really think we're set up to be in a good spot for the East Coast, right? So yeah. like, that's why I'm talking to so many people on the West Coast. I want to know how they figured it out, right? They're already at the rock bottom, Yeah. you know? And so I'm trying to bring that here and then connect it. So when it all does go federal, there's already a East Coast and West Coast connection, you know? Yeah. And I mean, understanding that bottom is great because is you know someone who's been in recreational cannabis for a while it, it's a sine wave it's up and down it's just like real estate it's honestly just like a lot of other markets you know um the the, the price per pound or gram depending on your state most people look at it differently or, or can look at it differently based on state but it, it goes up and it goes down you know obviously from when it first starts out it kind of just drops just like a lot of the, st the stocks you know that just yeah. drop over something that was an overinflated good honestly yeah. And it drops, but it drops to a more realistic price for the consumer. Otherwise, it wouldn't drop there. Right. Um, and then from there, we see it just kind of go up and down, up and down. And so understanding, like you said, understanding, talking to the West Coast and getting that information of understanding what are the, what are the opportunities in there, not in terms of like being a shark, but what are the opportunities to help people? What, what, you know, what comes from when it's good, it's good for everyone. Um, yep. But no, when, it's, like, when it's hard, how can people win, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and to, to see it coming, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, it still surprises that, like, I, I think what you're going to see is in new markets or even current markets, like, where it is this, like, really high, high-priced commodity, I think you're, words, um, I think you're going to see that market correction just come faster and faster, right? Like, Massachusetts had that dip way faster than, like, California saw it. You guys are still, or California is still way lower at this point, not way lower, but, you know, ours came faster, it was condensed. And I think you're just going to start seeing that, right? It's like, now once it becomes more than the couple people that have the opportunity to do it in each state, once it opens up, they know what the price kind of should be. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's going to normalize and, and get to, it's going to correct faster in all the states, would be my kind of guess. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I hope only one can help, you know, looking at how can we use history for our advantage to go, you know, that, that we're not going through something that's super unique. But you're right. It was, you know, could be quicker, quicker moving than other markets, man. So what is what, what are the next couple moves for United Cultivation, man? What, what you got on the way other than this this launch with uh, Quick Drops? Getting my place open soon eventually uh it's getting there mixtape so, um, coming soon so uh yeah the main main thing is we'll get the manufacturing open our other retail store will be opening um we're gonna wait for a minute on the third but that'll be coming soon so that's the next big thing getting uh getting my manufacturing ready to roll and supply our couple uh dispensers well things are moving man appreciate you guys rocking with us out here and you know giving us some insight to the market in this platform with this mass grass uh, event man most definitely. Been a ball. We out. All right, peace.